house of the Lord on such a cold, frosty morning. Good to see Brother Weed here today with us. Where's Sister Connie? She's not here. She's visiting. She's praying. That's even better. That's even better. We love Brother and Sister Weed, and he'll be preaching at 11 o'clock. Tomorrow is Veterans Day, and I, I couldn't say enough about how I feel about our armed forces, men, women, Marines, Army, Air Force, Navy, and uh, my uncle, my uncle was a Master Sergeant in the Marine Corps. My dad was in the Navy, and it was really it was really kind of funny to me how the different armed forces branches how they felt about each other. But my uncle, <laughs> my uncle, and some of his associates would say this because he was in the Marines. If you told him he was in the Army, he would say, "Well, at least you're half human." <laughs> Now that is, that's not even funny, and that's not right. But no matter what branch, I'm just very, very grateful. Everything that we have, number one, is by the grace of God. And number two, it's by armed soldiers who enforce and protect our freedoms. And without that, it wouldn't matter what any politician said. It wouldn't matter what any hashtag said. The, the cold truth is that if you're not strong and you're not armed, you're not going to make it. I read something just a few years ago, and it said, speaking of the conflict in the Middle East, it said, it said this, and speaking of the Jewish nation and um, their adversaries, the Palestinians, it said if the Palestinians would disarm, there'd be peace in the Middle East. If the Jews would disarm, there wouldn't be a Jewish nation. And so I can't say enough. I don't even know how to say enough, but I'm so grateful to all of those who have served and everything that we have belongs to them as an ex-truck driver i'll give you i'll give you a little saying about truck drivers here it is if you got it a truck brought it if you got it a truck brought it but if you have it it's because a soldier made it that way and when i say soldier that's all and god god bless america God bless our our veterans. Brother Weed will be preaching 11. He is a veteran. So I'll let him talk about that because he knows what he's talking about. I can say what I've read about it, but I don't really know. And uh, I'm just a preacher. Lord, I ask you to bless your word today. And I ask you to anoint your word and to prepare our hearts. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. God bless you if you would. If you, if you would. <laughs> I don't want to catch you halfway in it. If you remain standing, 
Let me read just a few verses, and uh, I'll be reading from the book of Daniel, chapter 7, beginning with verse 1. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. And Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the heavens strove upon the great sea. And four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man. And a man's heart was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second like to a bear, And it raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it, between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. After this I beheld, and lo, another like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly and it had great iron teeth and it devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it and it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it and it had ten horns god bless you you may be seated i'm speaking this morning just a little just a little about end time prophecy as foretold in the scripture now let me say i'm not an end time preacher not an end-time prophet, not an end-time anything, only I'm living here in the end time. And I just want to highlight a few things in the Scripture that I find absolutely amazing. And understand, all of this that I'm reading to you was written by a man of God. His name was Daniel. But it was written 1,500 years ago. Well, it wasn't written 50 years ago. And, you know, I heard somebody say the other day about people who were predicting global warming and or global freezing and or global whatever. But their, proje- their predictions are always what's going to happen in 100 years or what's going to happen in 10 years. It's never what's going to happen tomorrow. Because it's... It's easier to guess at what's going to happen because none of us will be alive probably in 100 years and none of us will know, so we didn't know they were wrong. But this was prophesied 1,500 years ago. 1,500. And he said the first was like a lion. Now, I believe people who, who write all these books and have all this great knowledge. When I, I don't have any, I haven't written any books, don't have any great knowledge. But years ago, I remember a guy came to our church and uh, he told us everything's going to happen. He had a big fold-out map, looked like it went all the way around the church. And as nearly as I can tell, none of it's come true. So I don't have any answers. All I know is what the Bible says. And I just want to focus on a few things. Now, I believe... And many scholars believe that this lion is Great Britain. You say, well, who's Great Britain? Well, England. It's the British folk. 
and it's described it's described as having the first was like a lion and it had eagle's wings and I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked and it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man and a man's heart was given to it. Now, we know that the United States of America came from Great Britain. We came from this this lion, even if you look at any of the shields of Great Britain there, they're known as the Lion of Britain. Well, the United States came from England, and we were pulled away from England. So, well, that don't sound no great to me. It sounded pretty great to me 1,500 years ago, 1,500 years ago. And so this eagle or these eagle wings pulled off of this lion, Daniel said, I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked. Now, this is 600 B.C. Daniel saw this, this eagle being pulled away from a lion, and we know that it happened in the year 1776 when America declared its independence. It says that it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man. What man do you think this is talking about? I think it's Uncle Sam. Do you know of any other country that's depicted or represented as a man like we are? Uncle Sam. I know you've seen the picture. Uncle Sam wants you. Bert must believe it because he went to Vietnam. Uncle Sam wants you. It was lifted up from the earth, made stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. That phrase right there, a man's heart was given to it. Well, what does that mean? Do you know that the greatest thing that can happen in the last 20 years to a, to a country is to go to war with the United States? Because when we get through beating the soup out of you, we're going to turn around and pour billions into your country and rebuild your country. The only reason Japan has been such a manufacturing giant in the last few decades is because we destroyed them in a little war that we had with them, dropped atomic bombs on them, killed hundreds of thousands. But our country has the heart of a man. Then we went in there and rebuilt their economy, made all of them very, very rich. Now they come over here and tourists and taking pictures and if you're of Japanese descent, I don't, I don't mean to be anything that I'm being. But the greatest thing that can happen to you is to get in a war with us. Because we just can't, we just cannot get over the guilt that we have. The next, the next beast that he saw was like unto a bear. And behold, another beast, a second, like to a bear. Now, I believe, a lot of authors believe, this bear is Russia. You say, oh, oh yeah, oh, the Russian bear. Oh, yeah, you, you've heard that term, beware, the Russian bear. 
and, and think again. This is 1,500 years ago. Daniel's sitting there. He'd been praying. I don't eat a little soup. I don't know what he's doing. You know, maybe he's on YouTube. I don't know what he's doing. And the Lord speaks to him and says, I need you to write something down. In about 1,500 years, or give or take a few hundred years, some folks are going to need to know this. Now, I don't even need to, to try to argue that. Daniel 7 and 6, And after this I beheld and lo another like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings, and the beast had four heads, and dominion was given to it. Now, you say, well, who in the world is this leopard? I, I would have to say it is Germany. And I'm just skipping through, really not even trying to, now this says this, and here's what I, no, I'm just saying what the Bible says, and that I think it's interesting. We're just having an interesting conversation about what the Bible said 1,500 years ago. That's a long time. That's older than me. That's older than all of us. Not put together, maybe, but it's, it's a whole lot of years. And when it talks about, when it talks about the heads of this leopard, the four heads, and then, and, and this, like I say, it's, People have so many different opinions. But this author right here believes that Daniel 7 and 6 with Germany represents different governments that have been in Germany. One was called the First Reich. Ever heard of that? Have you ever heard of the word Reich, the First Reich? Very, very, very good. Very good. Oh, there's somebody under 40 that has. I'm impressed. Then there was the Second Reich. The Third Reich is very famous because that was Hitler's regime. But there's also a Fourth Reich that has been rising for years and years and years. It's more subtle. Germany still today is the strongest country even in the economic European Union. The strongest. So I'm just, I'm just moving right along because in... You say, well, what, what about the leopard? Why is it called the leopard? Well, let me just tell you the name of an article. This was from several years ago, and the article says, Germany sells leopard tanks to the Netherlands. <laughs> so there's your reference right there. So because I honestly don't know what every bit of it, every bit of it means. And I'm just trying to give you some some interesting things because I want to be interesting. Now, here's something. Let me skip to Ezekiel 38 and 1. Ezekiel 38 and 1. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, and the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal, and prophesy against him. And say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the prince of the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth and all thine army and horses and horsemen and all them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields and all of them handling swords. Obviously, today they wouldn't be using bucklers and swords, but they would be an army. Verse 5 says this, 
and Persia, Ethiopia, Libya, with them. All of them were shield and helmet. Now, you say, well, I don't even know who Persia is. We don't call them Persia anymore. We call them Iran. You ever heard of that little country? You ever, ever heard of those nice little people over there? Iran. Now, You can see, you can go on the internet or you can read encyclopedias or you can research and you can get a thousand different opinions. So I wanted, I wanted a, a kind of midstream opinion. Uh, so I went to Wikipedia. <laughs> They're pretty kind of, you know, in the middle. Here's what they say about Gog and Magog because the first thing you say, well, who's, who's Gog and Magog? I don't know them. I've never met them. Who's Gog and Magog? I will give you a hint. They're real good friends today with Iran. They're real good friends with Iran. Every time, every time our president and the last two or three that we have try to do anything against Iran, these two booger bears come to their defense. I shouldn't tell this because I told it Wednesday night, but I just can't resist. It, this was a joke. It didn't really happen, but Brother Scotty told me this. He said, Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump asked the leader of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, he said, did you come down from heaven? He said, no, why? He said, because you kind of remind me of Lucifer. He did come down from heaven. Anyway, moving, moving right along. From Wikipedia, at several categories, one of them is called modern apocalypticism. Modern apocalypticism. And it's talked about the early 19th century. Then it talks about a poll in the United States. A 2002 poll indicated that 59% of Americans believe the events predicted in the book of Revelation would come to pass. During the Cold War, the idea that Soviet Russia had the role of Gog gained popularity since Ezekiel's words describing him as Prince of Meshach, or Rosh Meshach in Hebrew, sounded suspiciously like Russia and Moscow. Even some Russians took up the idea, apparently unconcerned by the implications. Here's a quote by Ronald Reagan. Well, their ancestors were found in the Bible, and that's enough for me. Some post-Cold War millennials still identify Gog with Russia, but they now tend to stress its allies among Islamic nations, especially Iran. I, I, I didn't write this this morning you said, well, you sat down and you wrote that because it sounds good. No, I didn't get it on Wikipedia. Go look it up yourself. But they now tend to stress its allies among Islamic nations, especially Iran. In the prelude to the 2003 invasion of Iraq, President George Bush told Jacques Chirac, Gog and Magog are at work in the Middle East. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that you quote George Bush <laughs> as a research root <laughs> generator. 
George Bush did say one thing that was really funny one time, though. He's talking about him and Arnold Schwarzenegger. He says we have three things in common. Number one, neither one of us can speak the English language. He said, number two, we both married, married beautiful women. And he said, number three, we both have big muscles. And he said, well, two out of three ain't bad. Now, this is still under modern apocalypticism. In the Islamic apocalyptic tradition, the end of the world would be preceded by the release of Gog and Magog. But the need, and then I'm slipping down. It says, reinterpretation did not generally continue after classical times, but the needs of the modern world have produced a new body of apocalyptic literature in which Gog and Magog are identified as communist Russia and China. You say, what, what's all of that? Here's all, here's all that all of this is. 1,500 years ago, a little prophet by the name of Daniel I've already said I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he had for breakfast. I had bacon for breakfast this morning, and it was fantastic. I'm pretty sure he didn't have bacon. No, don't think they ate. Don't Jews ate him? But I don't know what he had. But I had bacon. Sister Grant's so sweet, and she's funny. She comes here and says, "What do you want for breakfast? Bacon?" And she says, "I said, well, if you don't want to give me what I want, why did you ask me?" She said, "Well, it takes too long to cook bacon." She's so sweet, went in there and cooked me bacon. Thank you, baby. That was, it was good bacon. Good, good egg. Cooked just right. But I don't know what Daniel had for breakfast. I don't know what he was doing. But he was inspired by God to write what was going to happen in the end times. So, Let me apologize to Brother Ezekiel. That wasn't Daniel. That was Ezekiel. Don't know what he had for breakfast either. But there again, 1,500 years ago. That's a long time. That's farther than you can throw a softball. Yeah, 1,500 years or 1,500 feet. That's a long, long time ago. But, but the Lord warned us and told us about these nations that are coming, and they're going to be friends with Persia, with Iran. We well, you know, all you do it. I started to say, all you do is open the newspaper. I don't even read the newspaper anymore. Look under Drudge Report. Look under Breitbart. You can read HuffPost. They're all over the news. We are living, we're living out what these old prophets wrote about. Now, let me flip through my poorly segregated notes here. And I meant to correct something that I said Wednesday night because what I said, I asked if anybody here was prejudiced. And, of course, nobody wanted to admit to being prejudiced. And I said, well, I'm kind of, I've been kind of prejudiced. And what I said was I've been prejudiced against frozen food. That's not what I really meant. What I meant, I've been prejudiced against pre-cooked meals that are frozen. But I'm having to repent on that right there. And if you don't believe me, you ask Sister Graham where she got that frozen chicken enchiladas with verde sauce. <laughs> I'm 
I'm telling you, I wish I had some for dinner. I'm pretty sure we're not going to have it because the kids are cooking for us back there. But when I thought, I thought Marie Callender made them. Who'd you say made them? No, what you said was Bob Evans. And I, <laughs> I told the church Wednesday night, I said, you know, I've been kind of thinking after eating that chicken enchiladas, if anything ever happened to Sister Grant, and I don't want it to happen, but anything ever happened to her, I'm kind of thinking about marrying Marie Callender. But when she told me it's Bob Evans, I ain't marrying Bob Evans. I don't care how good he can cook. So anyway, sorry about all that. But don't be prejudiced against frozen meals. I'm telling you, some of them, they're a whole lot better than what MREs used to be. So I've tried eating some MREs. Evidently, I didn't read the instructions right. They're pretty awful. Now I want to skip to, I want to skip to the to the book of Revelation. Revelation six and one. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. And when he had opened, when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. It just my computer, my floppy disk up here flopped, and I got to think, wait a minute, it was longer than 1,500 years ago. Yeah. Yes, it was It's 2,000 years from the year, probably 2,025 years just from Christ. It had been 2,500, 2,600 years ago. Everybody say, wow. Everybody say, Wow. No, everybody say, wow. Yeah, there you go. Wow. What were you doing 2,600 years ago? <laughs> oh, 26. That's pretty amazing. Are you impressed? Thankfully, I didn't hear what you said. I'm, I'm going to move right on. <laughs> Verse 2, and I saw him behold a white horse. He that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, come, come and see. And there went out another horse that was red. Power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth. And that they should kill one another, and there was given unto him a great sword. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, three measures of barley for a penny. See thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And when he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. 
And his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed him, and power was given over them, the fourth part of the earth, to kill with the sword and with hunger with death and with the beasts of the earth. This same prophecy, almost exactly the same, was given in Zechariah 6 and 1. And I turned and lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, there came four chariots out from between two mountains, and the mountains were mountains of brass. And the first chariot were red horses, the second chariot black horses, the third chariot white horses, the fourth chariot grizzled and bay horses. Then I answered and said unto the angel that talked with me, What are these, my Lord? And he said, These are the four spirits of heaven which go forth from standing before the Lord of all the earth. The black horses which therein go forth into the north country, and the white go forth after them, and the grizzled go forth toward the south country. And I will confess to you that I've read these scriptures many times, but I have never noticed the division of the black horses which are therein go forth into the north country, and the white go forth after them, and the grizzled go forth toward the south country. I've never, I've never, never, never noticed that. Now, let me flip right over. We're talking about the red horse. Well, this, that's not, that's not going to be real hard to figure out who the red horse or the red spirit or the red power is. How about red China? How about red Russia? How about red, red Korea? It has been estimated that 80 million Chinese have been killed in political purges in China since the communists took over in 1948. 20 million were killed in Russia by Joseph Stalin. Everywhere communist revolution goes, there's bloodshed and death. You ever heard of somebody called Pol Pot? Cambodia? Two million died under the Khmer Rouge. Communism, I think it's just easy, easy to say that that spirit is probably the red horse or the red rider. Now, the rider on the black horse. <laughs> I thought this was, I thought this was really interesting. All right, let me find, let me find it so I can read exactly. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that Saron to take peace from the earth. No, 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 no. I don't want that one. Oh, verse 5. When he'd opened the third seal, I heard the beast say, Come and beheld a low, a black horse, and they that he sat on it had a pair of balances in his hand. A pair of balances. You ever heard the term being in the black? Now, in this connotation, being in the black means you're making a profit. You're making the moolah. You're making dinero. If you're in the red, you lose the money. This black horse probably is something very like capitalism. Well, I love capitalism. Well, I do too. But everything about capitalism ain't hunky-dory. He had a pair of measures in his hand. pair of balances in his hand. 
And I heard a voice in the midst of the poor beast say, A measure of wheat for a penny, three measures of barley for a penny. And NASDAQ is down a dollar and fifty cents. It sounds like he's standing in our stock market. Could have said AT&T down a penny. Xerox is steady. It's almost a prophetic stock market report. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And everything, everything about capitalism is not good because you're not careful. You can work so much that you won't even come to church. You say, are you telling us to quit our jobs? Absolutely not. You quit your job, we're all going to have a different problem than what we've got right now. Speaking of different problems than what we've got now, this might not be the time or the venue but yea, I say unto thee, here it is. I got a call from Will, the man who bought our property out front. Probably the first of the year they're going to start building. Uh, our trustees know this. So now you're fixing to know. We thought there was going to be a bank out there. We know now there's going to be a service station. What, what kind is it? Do you remember what it? I don't know that it matters. But I can't think of what it's called. 7-Eleven? A, sur a service station. Now, how's that going to affect us? I don't know. I might like it. I might like to go out there and get gas. I don't know. Or I might not like it. They're putting in a cut on Archer Road. That's the first thing they're going to do. And they're going to guarantee us the use. Guarantees right. It may turn out to be just awesome. It may turn out to be we don't want to stay here anymore. So, you ain't got nothing to pray about. You got something to pray about now, don't you? Here's a reason we haven't already started building or already started. It's a twofold reason. Number one, haven't exactly figured out what we want to build. You said, well, maybe I'll all get to figuring. I don't, I don't understand, though. Um, but our trustees also suggested this. Why don't we wait and see what happens out here and figure out what we want to do? When I was 38 or 40, I would have said, huh, no, we're going to do it. Come on. We, we're doing it. We're digging tomorrow. We're breaking ground. But at 68, like, let's wait and see what happens out here. It might be awesome. We might have more parking. Think of all the people that come up here to the church and ask for gas money. <laughs> Dude, we will walk you over there and fill you up. But we ain't giving you no money. And so, <laughs> now you know as much as I know. <clears throat> what about the white horse? And and I'm really, I'm really kind of don't want to say what I want to say. Because I, I don't want to be offensive. But the white horse, according to this author, 
Okay, here's here's what it says about the white horse. Where'd he go? I know he was in there. Verse 2, and I saw and behold a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow. He had a bow. Everybody say a bow. And a crown was given to him. Now, he didn't have a crown, but a crown was given to him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. He had a bow. What did he not have? Anybody knows anything that he didn't have? Went hunting the other day, bow hunting with Ken and Tyler, and Ken forgot one small thing. Forgot his arrows. This horseman has a bow, but he doesn't have any he doesn't have any arrows. He had weapons, but not live ammunition. His weapons are peace and religion and diplomacy. He didn't have a crown, but a crown was given to him. History teaches us that a leader of a certain religion didn't have a crown, but now he has one, a tiara that he wears consisting of three crowns. He all drove dresses because verse 2 said it was a white horse. He also dresses in white. His helicopter is white. His Pope mobile. Oops. Is white. And it's used as a symbol of peace. And their predominant message is peace. But any country that they are in the majority, you don't want to do anything without their pre- Oh my oh my goodness. And I'm having so much fun. <laughs> we got three. We've got three minutes. Okay, I'm going to skip over. Let me just pick out something good that I like. I'm having to skip so much. Can I do part B next week? Could I do part B? You know I never do part B. I never finish anything that I start when it's a message. But anyway, I thought we had a visiting preacher. We do. Look at you. You try, look. Look at you. You know, deer season's open. I've already deleted a bunch of stuff. I've only got two paragraphs for you. I'm gonna, we're gonna be fine. I can do two in two minutes. I didn't go hunting yesterday. You know, why I didn't go hunting because my baby doll looked at me Friday night and said, "I wish you wouldn't go." I just want you going down there by yourself. What's the implication? I'm so old I can't go anywhere by myself anymore. I suppose. Well, something happened. You know. <laughs> you know what? I didn't go. But she was. She seemed so. Brother Cummins. She seemed so worried. I was afraid she'd had a dream or a vision or something. And couldn't find out. She just didn't want me to go. So I went and ate breakfast with all of them yesterday. You know, what's all that mean? I, it, it means the older that I'm getting, the more obedient I am become. And so I, I want you to be I want you to be reassured by that. Okay. Okay. Let's jump back to let's jump back to the angel speaking with Zechariah. Make sure that was Brother Zechariah. Yes, it was. 
I maligned him a little while ago, Brother Zachariah. Zachariah 6 and 6. Now, and the author's right. I was the one who's wrong. More than 2,500 years ago. Here's what Zachariah said. 6 and 8, actually. Behold. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't like, let me back up. I don't think he left the verse out. What's he know? He wrote the book. Okay, we're going to go with him. Zechariah 6 and 8. Behold, those that go toward the north country have quieted my spirit in the north country. Now, what went toward the north country? The black horses. The spirit probably of capitalism. Think about this. 2,500 years ago, a little old prophet, probably eating, probably eating red beans and rice, looked at his sweet wife said, Honey, you put too much hot sauce in these red beans and rice, but I love you anyway. And then he picked up a pen and he wrote this, that these black horses went into the north country. Think about this. Every major capitalistic country is in the northern hemisphere. Germany, France, Great Britain, the United States, Canada are all northern countries. You say, well, I think maybe he forgot. What about uh, this is 2,500 years ago over red beans and rice? What's wrong with you? They had to have been inspired by God. The angel cried, Behold, these that go toward the north country have quieted my spirit in the north country. Now, you listen to me. I love capitalism. I love us having everything we have. But capitalism has killed more moves of God than anything else. Our success and our, and our wealth has stopped the move of God a whole lot more than any problem that we have ever encountered in our lives. The author says it's easier to get people to serve God in poverty-stricken countries and in communist countries than in America. And other, capitalism breeds a spirit of selfishness and a do-as-I-please attitude. Now, I mean, oh, oh, I have, oh, I am, I've run, okay, one more, but I'm out of town. I'm into your time now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Zephaniah 6 and 6, the grizzled horses, the pale horse of Revelation, representing poverty and disease and famine, went toward the south country. Ooh, I got chill bumps. Most every have-not country are located in the southern hemisphere. The average lifespan in some of these countries is as low as 40 years old. And the bay horses, representing death, walk to and fro through the earth. Wow, I got to quit. If you didn't hear nothing else, you didn't hear nothing else. If you don't believe this is the inspired word of God, and you don't believe prophetic utterances are true, how could a man... 25 years ago, go say something like this. Wealth and prosperity, that horse headed to the north. And disease and 
poverty and famine went to the south. And it's that way right now. God bless you. Stand with me. Thank you for, you're, you're always so sweet to me because I, I get excited. I'm enjoying what I'm saying. And you just, I, I don't know if you're enjoying it or you're saying, help him, Jesus. But I'll take either one. God, God bless you. You can be dismissed for a little while. We'll start again at about 11. And Brother Weed's going to be bringing the word of the Lord. You're dismissed again. Amen. <laughs>